When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Land Grant Holy Land's I-70s football show, where we discuss the entire Big Ten from Rutgers to Ohio State. You can catch us every Monday breaking down the major games, storylines, and previewing the next week's slate. If you love the Big Ten, pack a bag, jump in the car, and enjoy the ride. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Jordan. I'm here with my co-host, Dante. How you What's doing, up, Dante? Everybody? What's up, Jordan? Man, it's a good day. We're recording on Thursday, so unfortunately, there's going to be no recap of the Week Zero games, but uh, we get to preview Week One of college football. Yep. Football came up fast, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, literally, the only bad thing about football coming up this fast is uh, winter is coming. Uh, but we we on high, like, you know, like, that would have been scary if this was like maybe 10 years ago to say but like winter don't really hit us especially in columbus until like december january yeah that's true and we get maybe one or two weeks real bad throughout that winter for real no yeah that's true that's uh one of the weird things about like being in columbus no it's it's global warming yeah but i mean it's also columbus though too because it's colder like in canton and cleveland than it is in columbus yeah yeah that's true well i mean cleveland of course because that's where i'm from we got that lake so yeah and canton gets like the residuals of lake effect snow so it's it's colder in cleveland than canton but it's colder in cleveland and canton than it is in columbus Columbus, yeah We'll, we'll still get sunlight and like 50 60 degrees here sometimes Facts. I remember uh, when we were in school, my girlfriend, who's now my fiance, she would leave Kent and it would be snowing, it would be cold. She would get to Columbus and it's like 15 degrees warmer, the sun's out, it's not snowing at all. That's really crazy. No, like that's stupid. And I'm sitting in like Kent and they're Kent freezing, like falling. <laughs> they, don't, they didn't salt anything. No, they never salted at all. Shout out to Kent. Causing nothing but bruised tailbones for four years. Oh, God. Especially for everyone who wouldn't buy real boots. I'm everyone. (laughs) I don't buy boots, but I know how to walk in the snow. Like, if you're walking around in Uggs that you didn't treat, like... It don't matter what you do to Uggs, for real. That salt is just going to kill them. 
That's facts. That's facts. That's I was walking around in like tennis shoes and got no soles at the bottom. So I was really asking for it. But at the same time, they could have they could have put some salt down. Yeah. The biggest problem is they would try to um what is it called? They would try to plow it, but the <laughs> And just pack on top of it. Literally, like the plow sucked. So it literally just packed up on top of it. And then it just created this like major sheet of ice. It that just caused yeah. Caused the craziest craziest amount of ice. Shout out to shout out to Kent State's facilities for not caring about the people who had to walk to class because they never canceled cast either. So yeah, no, nah, it had too many Starbucks that needed to sell <laughs> coffee. So you know, it wasn't canceling the class. Mm, not not in the slightest. All right, so let, let let's get in the podcast. So, like like I mentioned, we're talking week one, college football, real football. There's going to be games. Uh, this is the the last podcast where we're not recapping games, too. So, we're not talking about the games that we watched. Um, and so, we're really about to get into this thing. Uh, huge shout out to everyone that's been following us so far and been listening. Our, listening, our listener numbers have been pretty good. So, we appreciate that. We're trying to get up. We really do. Yeah, we definitely just trying to grow. So I, I thought it would be cool. We thought it'd be cool to start with a, a topic that's not super analytical. Just kind of what we're excited about for, for football season. What are some of the overall storylines that we're excited for, whether it's teams, um, whether it's players, just football in general. So Dante, if you want to start, what are some what are some things that got you excited about football season? Uh, in general, or just are we still in college? It could be in general, but college too. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I stories. Um, I am excited to see this uh starting quarterback for Ohio State. Um. I'm also excited to see what what other teams can do, not only like other teams in the Big Ten, but not just the Big Ten, but SEC, ACC. Let's because maybe like this is a potential to knock Clemson off. Yeah, their high horse in the ACC. I mean, so I've already said it. I'm not big on Clemson this year. So watch they still make the playoffs. I actually don't think they will. I hope they don't. I I hope they don't. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be an uphill battle because I have them beating Georgia. If they lose, I'm sorry, I have them losing to Georgia. Okay. If they beat Georgia, I think they're in because they're not gonna lose two games in the ACC. Nah, no. So I, but, I, I, I and it's sad because like I'm again, like I said, I was excited to see what the ACC can be, see if somebody could knock them off. But I don't think any team is strong enough. While I don't like Dabo, he coaches that team well. Yeah, sadly, so <laughs> not sadly. Sadly, no. Seriously, I, I, he's not supposed to be coaching. No, he was that's a storyline. I actually, yeah, because like he definitely said he was going to quit his job, and he's he's still here. So like, it's really nice to see if some like if a reporter will call him out on that. They're not going to. Uh, I need a fire Dabo T-shirt or a quit Dabo or Dabo quit somebody somebody that's better with words than me. Think of like a funny way to say that Dabo you should have quit. Yeah, I'll buy the T-shirt. Yeah, 
That's an, at a reasonable price. Don't be like six hundred dollars, because then I'm yeah. like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> you went to six hundred. I was thinking forty five. Like that, <laughs> that's that's got to be like a thirty thirty five dollar t shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Make it like I don't like the Clemson's colors either. So make it like black and gray. But like you could put like the Clemson Paul or something, or like the little fire dapple and the Clemson orange. But I'm not wearing that orange shirt. Like I'm not wearing an all orange shirt. That's fair. So that's fair. So if anyone that's listening makes t-shirts, you know what I'm saying, I I, I would buy one. <laughs> you heard it here first on the seventy football show. He's not the only one. I I definitely would buy one too. Yeah. I, I might tweet it every other day. Like he should be gone. Like, so, <laughs> he was not supposed to be here. No, he's supposed to be up there making everybody happy. I think some of the storylines that I'm looking forward to, uh, I think one of the biggest ones I'm looking forward to is Georgia. I've really been, you know, hyping up Georgia. I think this is their year. Uh, not that many people think that, which is fine. I get it. That's like saying this is Wisconsin's year in the Big Ten and when Ohio State still exists. Like, But I do think that this is Georgia's year. I'm also excited to, um, I'm also excited to see Oklahoma. I was going to say that too. Yeah, not because I like watching Oklahoma, because I don't, but everyone's talking about Oklahoma's defense. Yeah. Like, supposedly their defense is really, really good. They're saying that they have players on their roster who would play at the Alabamas, Ohio States, and Clemsons, which they've never had before. So I I do think their offense takes a slight step back, but if their defense takes that big of a step up, it evens out. So. I'm excited to see Oklahoma. I'm excited to see Iowa State. Um, if this is finally going to be the year that they beat Iowa, if this is the year they beat Oklahoma, I think Iowa be- and Iowa State are both ranked, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And unless one of them loses in week one, well, I, I have Iowa losing in week one, but they should still be ranked. And because they yeah, play, they won't be ranked that high, but they'll be. They won't drop. Yeah, they won't drop that far. They'll still be in the twenties. Because that game is week two, right? Yep. Yeah. Man. Wow, that's really early. Yeah. Isn't that a rivalry? Mm-hmm. But since that, isn't that during that week though? Usually this game? What do you mean? Iowa versus Iowa State. Isn't that during rivalry week or no? Um, and I, I guys, like, don't kill me for pronouncing that wrong. My mouth just can't get it right. I, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't think so because Iowa State's not in the Big Ten. I think yeah, but like not because not every um, not every school's rival is in their conference during that week. Hmm. I don't know. I've never paid that much attention to it because Iowa State is typically not good and it's not that good of a game. But mm. I have to. I have to make sure about that now because I feel like that's usually later in the season, but I might be wrong. I mean, it would really it would make sense for them to be later in the season, but uh, mm, that sucks. I thought that would be later. Wait, we too? Okay, well that'll be fun to talk about. <laughs> no, I'm looking at the schedule prediction. I'm low key tripping. I got Iowa losing to Kent State. That's not gonna happen. Why you let me do that? 
I said it several times when we talked about Iowa that I didn't understand what you were talking about. Like, I get that you were really high on Kent winning the match, but that's still nothing compared to having to go against a Big Ten school who's ranked 18 right now? 18 at, at before stuff starts. Yeah, I was tripping. I kept saying it. But like, I, I know you I, I know you love our, uh, our school, but come on. I was come on, really man. <laughs> come on. They have to play defense. <laughs> I mean, not really against Iowa. Yeah, you do. You yeah. still have to stop their run. They they Yeah. They can right, come on, man. I couldn't believe it. Like you really said Kent State was gonna win that game. Looking back at it, that was that was a mistake. <laughs> I can't believe it took you to what what is this, week five? Yeah. This is our fifth episode? Yeah. And you finally understand that whatever you were trying to say. Don't Kent. Hold up. I'm sorry. Because now I have to see. Because Kent plays two teams in the Big Ten, right? Yeah. And you got them winning both those games. Do I? No, I don't. Who else do they play? Yeah. Yeah. You got them. Uh, they played Maryland. And you got them beating Maryland. I, keep, I believe that one. <laughs> I, I might take back Iowa, but I believe that one. That's crazy to me. Yeah. It's look, it's almost the exact they back to back. You a liar, bro. Like they gonna lose both of those games. The eighteenth and then the twenty fifth. Yeah. That is so, who made that schedule for Kent? That is so foul. That's disrespectful. They need that money. What you mean? They're money game. True. But Iowa is another one that I'm looking forward to, and we're going to talk about this a little bit, but everyone's really high on Iowa. You know, I was just listening to a Big Ten podcast, and they were talking about, you know, Iowa being, you know, the second or third best team in the Big Ten. They're talking about Iowa, you know, potentially beating Wisconsin, uh, talking about this is a year. Well, a bunch of people have this feeling that Ohio State is vulnerable, which I disagree with. Um it's but like the most vulnerable they've been in a few years. Since, Ur- since before Urban, it was probably the last time they were vulnerable. No, they were probably more vulnerable in some Urban years. At least one of them. When? Uh, when we all thought Penn State was going to do it, and then they ended up blowing them out. Well, that year, they I think were, it was like later in the. It was like in the fourth quarter, they just took off. Well, you can't say they weren't vulnerable because they lost to Michigan State one year. They lost to But Iowa. they were still in the playoffs. They weren't vulnerable. They just lost the game. They when I think when they talk about vulnerable, it's losing the Big Ten. The, and they lost that they lost that Michigan State game off like some like fluke stuff, right? No. No, they they lost that game. Yeah, they lost that game because of bad coaching, but they lost that game. Okay, that's right. Because the fluke win was against Michigan, and I might even be going further back than than the season you're talking about. And they they lost against Iowa, and they lost against Purdue. Urban's teams were vulnerable. Yeah, but they would lose that. You're saying you're you're saying that like those losses happen in the same season. Those happen in different seasons. Right, because OSU's never going to lose more than a game a season. So that's, that's not vulnerable. That's the point. That's just a hiccup. 
Yeah, but people are saying that this is the year that Ohio State may be vulnerable. And when I think when they say that, it's like losing the Big Ten, losing more than one game. Like yeah. you, you talking about you, you probably talking about like the same. When you, what you're bringing up is just you know a little slip. Just a, that's it's like a slip of the brain. Like they took it easy. That's not vulnerable. That's just playing lower to your standards. But if that's not vulnerable, then Ohio State has never been vulnerable. There has been times. When? If those ones don't count, when are they, when are they I, vulnerable? I, I can't see losing to Purdue and then blowing out the next few games after that on the way to the playoffs as vulnerable. That was just a, I'm bored and this is Purdue. Okay. So in that instance, Ohio State hasn't been vulnerable and they're also not vulnerable this year. Probably not. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. Like, people are saying that Ohio State might be vulnerable. And, and they've said that, but they've said that a few times and nothing really happened. Like, because they, they're like, they're vulnerable. Because I think one of the years you're talking about is when I remember they went against Penn State and everybody was really, really high on Penn State winning the Big Ten that year. And they were saying that Ohio State was vulnerable. And I think they lost the game. They came into that Penn State game and made Penn State look worse than the team that they lost to. So it's like, I know, but me and you were saying the same thing. Yeah, I bring. I only brought that up to say that who's people, supposed to win the Big Ten? Then that's what I'm saying. People are saying that Iowa could win the Big Ten, but that's what I'm saying is because me and you don't have them that high. So that's what I'm saying. That's one of the things that I'm interested in because I want to watch Iowa and see why people are so high on them. Because I'm not that I think they're going to be bad, but also they have a really hard schedule. They got a tough schedule, and if they're supposed to be that good, where they could win, that means they. That's you're telling me they beat Indiana, and they beat Wisconsin, and they beating Indiana and Wisconsin is because the enough. country thinks Indiana is a better a better team, but. Iowa has a chance to win the Big Ten. Why not Indiana? You're asking the question. Like, that's why this is on my things that I'm excited to watch because I don't understand it. Because then I'm like, then you, everybody, because you should be excited for Indiana, should be excited for Wisconsin. Because if Ohio State is that vulnerable, then a lot of these schools, a lot of these schools in the Big Ten are going to be really fun to watch. Maybe even Michigan. No. Too far. Okay, I was <laughs> stop it. This is a this is a serious podcast. Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> we crack jokes, but that's too far. <laughs> okay, I, I barely got it out without smiling. I'm not gonna lie to you. Is there is there anything else that has you excited? Looking forward to. Um, I'm actually excited to see my. St- Steelers defense this year. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna take it to the uh, NFL for a quick second. I um I was really excited. I think we had one of the best defenses last year. And I guess we can't. Uh, but I think we're gonna um. Here we go. I think. <laughs> I think. Sorry. It's sorry, guys, but I think uh, I think they're gonna um, build on that. We got a, a few people in trades and stuff, like a few linebackers, and then we still got, I think, one of the best edge rushers in the game, TJ. So 
I'm yeah. excited to see that defense this year. I plan on getting me a Joe Hayden jersey. Not going to lie to you guys. Yeah, I I think the Steelers are going to be interesting. If we're just if we're talking about the NFL, um, that division is going to be interesting. Yes, the Steelers, Browns, yes. and Ravens, like yes, man. With Cincinnati, might and the thing is, Cincinnati might beat one of us, and I'm keeping all three in that conversation to ruin one of the seasons. I could see Cincinnati it. Cincinnati might ruin one of our seasons. I don't know which team, but they're going to ruin one. No, I I could definitely see it. Okay, so I'm also excited to see the NFC lease because I like watching train wrecks. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like um, I want to see the Cowboys be terrible. I think Washington will win that division behind, and then the next will be New York Giants. I think Philly's gonna be bad. Washington is gonna win that division at like. There's 17 games now. Seven, seven, seven and games. ten. Yeah, still seven games. <laughs> seven and ten. That's going to be so foul. But Chase Young's going to have like ten and a half sacks. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. That, yeah. Those are those are the only things story wise that I'm actually excited to see. Cause yeah, cause the Cowboys are on hard knocks. Mm. So like, I can't wait for them to be like one of the worst teams at division. Cause. Yeah. Because I don't know if you just understand what's going on with Dak, but he got a baseball pitcher injury kind of going on. So they're going to pretend that he can throw and, and play the whole season? Oh, yeah. He's supposed to start week one. I want to I caution this because I don't wish injury on anyone, but Dak is clearly injured. McCarthy is terrible. Mm-hmm. Over under six weeks before he's out for the season. Dak? Mm-hmm. If he's um, trying to play, if no, he's... no, because they um they also are getting two or maybe three of that like that stout offensive line from like a few years ago back from injuries. And so they're coming back and they're they're supposed to be looking good and looking healthy. So I think that offensive line is gonna be one of the good ones. I just think their defense. I think their defense is what's gonna be the reason why they stink. No, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying over under six games before Zach before Dak is on IR. Like if he's dealing with that, and they're still going to try to have him play and throw the ball, they saying he look he looks fine. I don't believe it. That's what I'm saying. What do you think he'll play the whole season? Um, most of the season. I think most. I think he might play most because I think they're gonna. I think the line's gonna keep him upright, and I think, and I I think eventually. His arm will like heal in a way because it's supposedly better. Like, I've seen he hasn't, have you, you, if you, I don't know if you paid attention. He hasn't played a preseason, no. he hasn't played I, at all. I've seen this with Andrew Luck. I don't believe it. Oh, yeah. I don't believe it. I, oh, yeah. You have experience. I, I hope it's not, I hope I'm wrong. I don't wish injury on nobody. Yeah. Dak just got the bag. Like, I, I think he's a good quarterback. I want him to be there. But a throwing a shoulder injury for a quarterback? It's it. it I, I no, I don't even think it's shoulder. It's like elbow. That's even worse. Yeah, and it's just from throwing because he he wasn't using his lower body. So it's like it's 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 a baseball injury mm. somehow. It's like what base it's what pitchers get because there's no way for 
quarterbacks to get it because of the way you throw the ball. Right. So it's it's really weird. No, that's weird. I hope they I hope they are smart by him because that's the type of thing that can end your career. You hope Dallas? You hope Jerry Jones is smart by him? All right, next topic. Let's talk about the Big Ten. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, start start previewing these games. We're we're gonna go at least this week because they're on different days. Yeah, we're gonna go in order of the way you're gonna see the games. Um, so this is not like a ranking of which ones are our favorite or anything. Um, we're gonna start with Minnesota versus Ohio State because that's a Thursday game. It's gonna be the first game of Week One. Um, I think it, I think you know I like how we did it last week. Um, kind of talking about what we think is gonna happen first of all, what we want to see from both teams. Uh, like what both teams need to see for their coaches, players, and fans to be happy about the season. Uh, and then finally, we can remind everyone who we had winning. Minnesota versus Ohio State is interesting to me, mainly because one of the things that Minnesota is really, really good at can be a weakness for mm-hmm. a lot of teams in week one. Mm-hmm. Minnesota is really good at running the ball. Yeah, and that's that's – it's really good to have to start the season is a really good running game because the hardest thing to get together is the passing game. Yep, and you can you can establish an identity early, very early on. But in the, the other, season and the other thing, what's the hardest thing to do on defense week it's one? Stop the run because you can't tackle. Yeah, because you haven't tackled for real mm-hmm. in months. Tackling is always bad week one, and on top of that, Minnesota has. I would say a top three or four offensive line in the Big Ten. And in the, the best, country, maybe. I wouldn't say top three or four in the country. Oh, I would oh, say it's one of the top, though. Yeah, like yeah. top 10 to 12 in the country, mm-hmm. top three or four in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and the best running back in the Big Ten, and a top three to five running back in the country. country yeah. So I'm not predicting that Minnesota is going to win, Mm-mm. but they have a really good chance to make this an ugly game. And it still won't be that. It so it'll be ugly in like Ohio State standards, but it won't be ugly. It'd be a, it's still going to be a decisive win. You're gonna it, Ohio State. Ohio State will have a double digit win, I believe. But it's gonna look if you watch the game, it'll look closer than the score is gonna put out. I can see that. I think that's a fair way to put it. Um, obviously, the storyline, you can't just not talk about it, is Ohio State's breaking in a new quarterback. Yep. Um, I, I think if you ask most teams and most quarterbacks, they would like to be broken in against Akron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Minnesota's not great, but they're formidable, and that's going to be a tough game. I mean, thankfully. It's, it's just hard to start your career against a conference. Team. Yeah. No matter what, that's that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I think CJ Stroud is going to be good on the Buck Off podcast. The other one I do for Land Grant Holy Land, I said I think CJ Stroud is going to be a top three contender for the Heisman. I think he's going to get. Hmm? I think he's going to get invited to New York and be on the stage. Um, I think he's going to be really good. Everything I've heard about him is he's really good, and I think um, we talked about it. You know. Um, Quarterbacks nowadays are so advanced, and he has a year in the program under Ryan Day, who's one of the best quarterbacks. I think he's going to be good, but also I don't think the quarterbacks in the rest of the country are that good. 
Okay. Like we lost I all think, the we lost all the really good quarterbacks. That's why I think because what last year you had two receivers right up there, I believe, or two offensive players that weren't quarterbacks in the Heisman Heisman finalists. Correct, or was it three quarterbacks and then Deontay Smith? Maybe it was that because it was it was definitely Justin Fields. Yeah, it and was. Trevor, Trevor was Kyle Trask up there though? I can't remember. Not Kyle. No, Kyle Trask may have been up there, but I'm thinking of um. Because I know. Oh end. no, I'm sorry. Mac Jones was up there. Because I remember there was like two or three Alabama players that were. I'm gonna have to look this up now. Heisman finalists. Oh yeah, it was. Yep, it was Devonte Smith, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, Najee Harris. That was the top five. That's right. Yeah, because Najee Harris was up there too. So they did have two. I think this Heisman, and I, I want, I wanted to kind of say that way. I think this Heisman. Um, wow, Cam Newton's been in the league for ten, for eleven years now. Um, I think this Heisman, this Heisman race will have more skilled players. Than the quarterbacks, I'm kind of hoping it goes that way because we had the, the two different. We had the running back and the receiver. I think, I think our the skill players will get a little more, a lot more credit for how good teams and quarterbacks look. I don't disagree with that. I also think the quarterbacks this year are just not that good. I mean, I mean we we lost Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. Trey Lance, Kyle Trask, all of them are gone. And I think most of them, maybe not Kyle Trask, but I think most of them, if they if one of them would have come back, they would have been the best quarterback in college football. I'm not that high on Spencer Rattler. Not that he's not good and he's going to be a draft pick, but I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's on the level of Justin Fields, any of them people, right? Okay. I'm not that high on Sam Howe. Again, same thing. He's good, but I don't think he's on I don't think he's on the level of some of the quarterbacks we typically have coming back. So for me, that means I think we could have multiple first I think, you know, we could have CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, and DJ Uyangalele, all first year quarterbacks in the Heisman, because I think all of them are better than the returners. Okay. I, I can see that. I I'm looking at these past Heisman winners. I did not know Carson Palmer was a Heisman winner. What? 2002. Okay. Yeah, I did not know that. That's actually kind of crazy. They still got Reggie Bush up here. That's nice. Because I know they took it away from him. No, this is crazy. USC had three Heisman winners in four years. Mm -hmm. That's right. I did know Carson Palmer was a Heisman winner because I knew they had three in four years. I just forgot because I was... Seven in two thousand and two. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I just it really that just kind of threw me off because it's like Johnny Manziel's Heisman is already ten years ago. That was ten years ago. Good lord. <laughs> okay, can we talk about something else? <laughs> this is just making me feel old. <laughs> so, is there is there anything else that you're looking forward to in this Minnesota versus Ohio State game? Um. 
I'm excited to see this running back. For for Minnesota, Minnesota or Ohio State? State. Yeah. Minnesota. I'm excited to see what he can do against Ohio State. A defense like that, you know? No, I a agree. I agree. Um what do you think is a good game for Minnesota? Twenty one points. That's fair. Against Ohio State, twenty one to twenty four or five points. So you think um a forty two to seventeen, that's twenty four, right? No, I'm not not the spread. I'm talking about points put up. Like on. they scored. Yes. So three touchdowns. Yeah, just about. Yeah. I think that's fair. I also think that's doable. I mean, because I know Ohio State might put up like four or five, and that'll be the that'll be the, the why it looks bad, yeah. but it'll be early. They'll get those late, something like that, like late third, one yeah. more in the fourth. So if the game is like that, that's it. I, I agree 100%. If the game shapes out like that, where Ohio State pulls away in the third or fourth, that's a really good game for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Because there are multiple years where Ohio State is playing their backups in the second half. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. If they don't have to do that, Ohio State don't have to go, okay, y'all suck. Let's just <laughs> go on and put other people in. Then that's a good game. That's a good game for Minnesota. I want to see Minnesota control the clock a lot make it scary for Ohio State where they have to put up points fast. Because that's how like that's how Alabama and Clemson have beaten Ohio State. They control the clock and put up points. And then Ohio State has to do it fast, which puts them in in a situation where they could make a mistake. Yeah, I think Yeah, I, I definitely get that. Um I'm interested to see the last thing I think I'd say about this game, I'm interested to see this their offensive line versus Ohio State's defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State's defensive line really has some work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year I think we mentioned it before they were getting pressure, but they weren't getting sacks. Well, uh, Minnesota has a six foot nine, four hundred pound tackle. You know, so I want to see how they shape up. Yeah. Uh, and Minnesota's quarterback is not very mobile. Mm-hmm. So if Ohio State's offensive line is good, they should have three or four sacks this game. Yeah. Even though Minnesota's is good, you know, if you are as dominant, it, like people are predicting that they have multiple first-round picks on their defensive line, mm-hmm. you, still, okay. you still need to win that battle. Yeah. And with a quarterback who's not very mobile, you should be able to get three to five sacks, whereas – you know, against some other teams where he can run some things like that, you may stop. That may stop some of those sacks. And I, how you were saying that, like a, a new starting quarterback wants to go against like Akron. I feel like this is a good start test for Ohio State's defensive line. Yeah, I think this is a good start for everything for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I just think it's not preferred. I mean, no one wants to. No one wants to. A tough one to start, but schools, I, 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 it's it just grow how state. Yeah, but you also gotta, you kind of gotta do it, you know. And with that, they do. You know, we've talked about Oregon, but you know, they do play them week two. Yeah, so it's much better to play in Minnesota than it is to play in Akron. Yeah, to get ready to play Oregon because Oregon is going to be good. Are they good enough? Like. This Ohio State game could be the only game Oregon loses. All right. Honestly. I think they might lose. They could lose to Oregon State. Let me rephrase that. 
it should be the only game that Oregon sure, loses. I'm pretty sure they have to play them. So Oregon always play. Oregon always loses a game they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So, but Oregon, I would, they're small on defense a lot of the time because they love speed. So, it, like the, when they go against teams where who could, you know, run the ball for real, for real, beat up on you for three quarters. Yeah, yeah. but. They don't really have that issue now. Okay. Not as much. I mean, because they have Kayvon Thibodeau and um, – True. What is Pene Sue's little brother's name? They have a good – they have a really good um, line. They have two really good linebackers because they have Pene Sue's little brother, mm-hmm. and then they have, like, Justin Flo or something like that, who is a five-star linebacker. Okay. Their biggest thing, like a lot of – Are they young? Are, These are freshmen, though. Um. The the five star linebacker may be a freshman. Okay, Pitney School's little brother's not, okay. and Kayvon Thibodeau is a junior. All right, okay. They have players, but they don't have, and we'll get more into this when that game comes up. Right, they have players, they don't have depth. That's what a lot of teams have. Um, but Oregon should be better, and they're they're good enough of a test that you don't want to play them off of nobody. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, awesome. so. The next game that we're going to talk about uh, is Michigan State versus Northwestern. I can't lie. I'm not that interested. I'm just not. I, we just needed something to talk about. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm interested in this game, but not really for viewing purposes. I think this football. Game, well, not even just football. I think this game has some good storylines. Like, Michigan State, we talked about it. I'm not the biggest fan of Michigan State's head coach. But a lot of people do like him. Mm-hmm. So, this is one of those games, especially because a lot of people are predicting that Northwestern is going to go down a little bit. Um, this is a game that Michigan State could win, probably won't. Would it be a steal if they won this game? Or is it evenly matched where it just each team would be nice to get a win out of this? It's, I don't think it's evenly matched, but I don't think it's a big upset. Okay. Because of how many people that Northwestern lost. We talked about Northwestern, and I'm sure obviously we'll talk about them more, but one of the things with Northwestern is we're not so sure that they're going to be good. Their schedule is just very easy. Yeah. And so this is a game that they should win. But could sir, could you see Northwestern if they finished the year really good, their record being not really representing what their team is because of such an easy schedule? Not I wouldn't say that easy, but easy enough. They have yeah. one of the easiest schedules in the Big Ten. Yeah. So, so what is your question? Like, if they finish off, finish the season good, even make it to a bowl game, what you think? It won't fully represent how good their team, like their their level of talent, the team really is. Like well, you think they'll win games, but they're not as good as their record shows. That thing, I finally got it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. Okay, I think I think that they're gonna have a good record. They may win nine games, but I don't think they're a nine-win team. Okay. So we're we're trying to get through this episode. It's almost nine o'clock. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going over. There. And someone's cutting grass. Cutting or like 
using a leaf blower. I don't. Nine. It's nine p.m. on a Thursday. So if the sound is not great, we we apologize. We're gonna. I'm trying. We're gonna try to power through it. Um, But yeah, I'm. I like this one off the storyline because this is a game where you want to see growth from Mm -hmm. Michigan State. If and even Northwestern, honestly. Well, yeah, you want to. That's the thing. Like you want to see Northwestern bounce back because, mm-hmm. as a Northwestern fan, you have to be tired of almost winning the Big Ten and then winning two or three games the next year. So, as a Northwestern <laughs> fan, you want them to win eight or nine games. As a Michigan State fan, you were the pesky team that won some teams that won some games that you probably shouldn't have last year. You want to see some actual growth, yeah. and this is a game that they could win. You know, no one's going to predict, like, this in Michigan are games where, like, yeah, maybe the teams have more talent, but if you're better coached, if you're recruiting the way you're supposed to, um, some of the transfers that they brought in, these are games that they can win. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call them full upsets, but they're, like, sneak, they're, like, trap games. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see what you mean. And so that's why I'm interested in it. I don't think it's going to be a great game to watch. But this could be a game, like like we always talk about, because I just think it's an interesting perspective. We always say, what do you, the fans want to see to be happy about this game, win or lose? Mm-hmm. What happens if this is a 21-17 game? What happens if this is a 24-21 game and Northwestern has to win in the fourth quarter? Now, if it's close and hard fault, even while, even while being sloppy, because I do believe it's going to be a sloppy game, but if it's close and hard fault, then I feel like both teams, both fans, should come out of there happy because you didn't just if if you tighten some stuff up, you might be there's gonna be something there that you can fix. Like you might have a something to build upon instead of just looking like oh this is gonna be a wash season. Right, and the best part about week one is that everyone starts with optimism. Yeah, so. I wanted to talk about this game because I think it's interesting. I'm not telling people, like, you have to watch this game. Well, first of all. I mean, what else are you going to watch It's Friday night? It's a Friday night game at 9 p.m., so there may not be anything else on. So maybe I am telling you to watch it. Maybe I am telling you to watch it. I'm telling you to watch it. I just think think it's going to be the game and the storylines are going to be more interesting than what you see on the field, maybe. Okay. And that's the beauty of college football. I think that there's going to be a lot of stuff that you could learn about both teams. The other thing with Northwestern is people who, like, really, really follow Northwestern. So, like, their beat reporters and things like that, they think that this is one of the more talented teams Northwestern's had. They're just young. Yep. If, guess, that's, yeah. if that's the case, that'll show in this game. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I, especially, especially after the weird season of last year, uh, I, I, most schools, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go out and let me say, every school, every f- school's fans should be patient till about week three or four. It's gonna look ugly. It's gonna look sloppy. You're gonna be like, what are we doing? What's going on? Because it's gonna be, it's gonna be getting back into like regular form and a lot of testing, a lot of testing. Yep. And you know. There are some teams that are, like, really, really old Mm -hmm. because of, like, the extra year and stuff like that. But Northwestern's not one of them. Mm -hmm. So I think this is going to be a good game. But also another thing, as as you know, we're moving through it. If Northwestern blows out Michigan State, 
this could be one of those things where it's like, okay, maybe they're not going to have a down year. Maybe this is one of their more talented teams and they're young. If that happens, if I was Michigan State fans, I'd be a little worried. A but little that's ex- that's exactly my point. Like, there's there's a lot. Even the other way around, if Northwestern gets blown out, I'd still be a little worried. Even being young, I'd still be a little worried. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, if Northwestern doesn't win by, you know, two touchdowns, I'd be a little worried. Mm. I think I have Michigan State winning that game. Do you? I do not. I lied. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was going to say, that's pretty bold of you. It is. It would have been bold. Oh, yeah, no. That's right. You got them going 2 and 10. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But that's the, that's the fun thing about talking about it is, like, I have my opinions, and I, I chose my records, but at the end of the day, none of that matters. They have to play the games. Yep. So, uh, we forgot to do this with Ohio State, Minnesota, but I think everyone knows where we stood. Uh, who do you have officially winning this game? Uh, Northwestern. Same. Yeah. I have Northwestern. Um do you have, like, a, a score prediction, thoughts? Is it going to be a close game? Um, College, so, because I know college, even even with it being sloppy, you could still put up 40 points in a college football game. Both teams, I think this might be, like, 30, 20, 28, 27, something like that. We're going in the totally opposite direction. Oh, not, you don't have yeah. a high-scoring game. No. Ah. Uh-huh. I have this like it's gonna be if it's a close game, it's gonna be like twenty four twenty. That's still pretty high. Uh, no. Okay. If it's a close game, it'll be twenty four twenty. If it's a quote unquote blowout, it'll be like twenty four to three. I don't see either team hitting thirty. Not in this game. Four to three. Yeah. You don't think Michigan State could put up a touchdown against Northwestern if it's a blowout? I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Okay. I think it's going to be either 24 to 20-ish or 20 to 3. Like 24 to 3, like 24 to 9, something like that. Northwestern Northwestern has a good defense. That's one thing that they should have regardless. So I'm not sure that I'm predicting Michigan State to put up touchdowns. Fair enough. I just know I'm not predicting Northwestern to score 30 points. Win or lose. <laughs> Win or lose, I don't have them putting up I 30. just – I don't know. I just kind of th- – I, I think the first few weeks it's going to be really hard for defenses. I've seen it before. I've watched enough football to see that the, the first so – this kind of season, there's going to be a lot of scoring. A lot of scoring, even by bad teams. I hear you. I do, and I, I agree, just not with either of these two. <laughs> All right. This next game that we're talking about, if you tell me this is going to be like a, a forty-five to forty-one, I got you. I believe you. It's all, but the thing is, <laughs> but, but even in the next game, if you told me seventeen ten, I believe you. <laughs> This is going to be so fun. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. We're just here talking. Y'all are listening to us, but nobody knows what's going to happen. That's the that's the beauty of college football. That's really the beauty of the Big Ten. Um, so before we get into our next couple of games, we are going to go ahead and take a quick break uh, for our sponsors. Uh, we'll be right back. 
And they're back to back. Yeah, Wisconsin, Penn State's at twelve, and then Iowa, Indiana is at three thirty. Yeah, right. You can't even take your nap. <laughs> nap? You nap on Saturdays? I I I nap on both days. There's one game I will nap through the first half of. No, I get my naps in on Fridays. Because <laughs> <laughs> this this it's like like on Sundays during the uh, NFL game that uh, four thirty game. I'll sleep through that first half. That's because that 4.30 game is almost always terrible. It's not even that it's almost no, always I, terrible. No, because it's like I, I don't want to watch the Green Bay versus Detroit. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's not even that it's always terrible. It's just never the game you actually want to watch. At all. Like, no matter the part of the country it is, the game that you want to watch, they know it, and they're like, nah. Because it, it would be like – I remember one time they put on – they definitely put on Green Bay and Detroit, or it was like Dallas and Detroit, and I couldn't believe it. And the, the game that I wanted to see, it was like Kansas City. I think it was Kansas City versus the Chargers or something. And I was like, that's a much more exciting game, guys. What are we doing here? No, we live in we live in Ohio. There's literally going to be like a Steelers-Ravens game at 425. And they're going to have us watching like Cincinnati versus like <laughs> the 49ers. Yeah, or like, bro, like, yo, I don't want to watch this. Like... <laughs> Who like bro? Because it's like there's in my eyes as a, like a a network to get people to watch. I want people to watch my network. There's no way I'm gonna put Cincinnati on over Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. They don't care. <laughs> they don't. It, it's the epitome of you're gonna eat what we give you, like, and that's really crazy. Because like, no, I'm not. I'm gonna take this nap. Like, like you're going to accept it. Because like, I remember one time that happened. Because then the next game, the it was because it was either watch that game or watch Arizona versus Seattle, and I was like, no. So I just changed the channel and took a nap. <laughs> no. And if anyone wants to know why I think college football is better than the NFL, a part of it is you can watch every game that you want to watch, especially if you get a good, like, TV service or, like, you use someone else's cable for, like, the apps and stuff. You can never watch the NFL games that you want to watch. I'm not going to go on that NFL network. I'm not even going to go on that rant today. Let's talk about some good games. So let's start with Wisconsin versus Penn State. Uh, if you listened to last week's episode, you know that we have Wisconsin going undefeated uh, and playing Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game, which means if you can do the math, you know what we think is going to happen in this game. But regardless of what we think is going to happen, they have to play the game. Yeah. And this game. This is a good game. This game is going to be exciting. Game. 19 versus 12 at 12. This game is going to be exciting. Plus, there's fans. You like we haven't mentioned that yet, and I think I think we're doing a bad job by not mentioning it. This is yeah. week one with fans. Ooh, ooh, Penn State gonna lose for real, for real. 
They not, are not bad, but it's gonna be an L. It's definitely gonna be an L. This is gonna be a like. It's gonna be a fist fight. This yeah. is gonna be so fun. That's gonna be a really fun game. That's I, I kind of so I'm like I'm happy they're back to back because I'm but I am pissed because I already said that like that's when I take my nap because we I'm either gonna have brunch to watch that first game this Wisconsin uh Penn State game and then definitely want to nap when that game is over with because <laughs> I had brunch but. Nah. Yeah, no. You're going to have to miss that. You're going to have to go to bed early. You're just going to have to miss that late game, take a nap, and uh, wake up for Pac-12 after dark because you can't miss either of these games. Yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm I'm truly okay with not watching the rest of this slate. (laughs) (laughs) At least for the Big Ten. I'm completely cool. No, so... All right, let's get into it. Let's deep delve a little bit. So... um. We talked about it. Wisconsin finally has a quarterback who's respectable in yeah. Graham Mertz. Uh, they have a running back who at least currently hasn't matched up to their legendary stable of running backs, but he's far from a scrub. Mm-hmm. A ridiculous returning offensive line. They finally have cornerbacks, which we talked about, so we don't have to redo the whole thing. You can listen to last time's episode. They're going to be good. Indiana... Penn State, I'm sorry. Penn State is coming off of a year where nothing went right for them. Nothing. That's why I'm very confused as to why they're ranked 19. Not it's not like it's not like like they're bad, but it's just I think 19 still kind of high. I think 19 is low for the team that Penn State has. Okay. I think Penn State got 19. I get why you're saying 19 is high because it's a little bit of a respect factor. But if Penn State would have been who they were supposed to be last year, that's what I'm they saying. Would like be top 15. That's what I'm saying. They weren't even. They weren't. They weren't who they were supposed to be in a rank 19. I think it's a respect factor. Okay. And like we talked about it, the pandemic, everything that they lost. I think they're like, we can't rank them higher than 19 because they were bad last year. But once you get to 20 to 25, that's where you get group of five teams and things like that. I think it's just a respect factor. Okay. Because there are teams that at Penn State's who they're supposed to be. There are teams who are ranked ahead of them that Penn State's going to beat. So, well, not going to beat because they're not going to play them, but would be. So Penn State, you know, is coming off that tough season. They still have Jahan Dotson. Yeah. Um, they're bringing back a lot of their running backs who opted out or got injured last year. Not a biggest fan of their quarterback, but one thing I think that, you know, I think is important. You don't have to be great if you can run the ball. That is true. That is very true. So that is something to state. Um, I just don't see – we talked about – I struggle with this sometimes because I want to like re say things that we've already said when we really want to talk about the games. And especially with week one, because we haven't seen them, it's kind of hard to be like, oh, we've seen this and that. I just don't see how Penn State's going to be bad this year. Right. I think they're unfortunate in some of their schedule. like Especially like this game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Wisconsin is a crossover game. Nobody wants that. To start the season, at least. Like, that's almost unfair. Yeah. Um, it's just as unfair as the game right after, really. Yeah. And Iowa for both teams, really. Yeah. But I think Penn State is going to bounce back. You know, you, there is a lot of questions of are they going to bounce back or 
was last year indicative of something? And I just don't think it is. I, I don't think that it is indicative of anything. I just think that they were hit hardest from the pandemic. Um, they had like, and I think we said that we mentioned it before. They had it. They're like one of the teams that had some of the most people that opted out, correct? A lot of people opted out. And really their best players. Um, the other thing that is interesting is they have another offensive coordinator. I think with um, Penn State, this is their third offensive coordinator in three years. That's not good. No. So as much as negative as I am about their quarterback sometime, we do have to admit that uh, he hasn't really gotten a fair shot. Yeah, he's not getting – he has no consistency in that regard or and, offensive coordinator. So it, it's almost starting a whole new se- uh, season, system each season. Yeah, and this is the fifth offensive coordinator in eight years. Oh, Obviously, man. that doesn't affect There's the players. No consistency. Yeah. There's no stability in that. No. Uh, no. And obviously, that doesn't affect the current players as much because no one's been on the roster for eight years. Right. But the ones that have have had three coordinators in three years. There's somebody there, to, yeah, who's had, who's seen somebody new for the past three years. The quarterback mainly. Yeah, and um, that just that just doesn't even that, that that doesn't build stability at all. No, not at all. the The one thing that's going to be really interesting to watch is they got the coordinator that they wanted, though. They have Mike Yurich, who was at Ohio State, then he was at Texas. You know, there was a bunch of rumors and a bunch of statements out that they wanted him last year, and he wasn't available. So they went and got Kirk Shiraka from Minnesota. It didn't work out. Well, all of Texas's staff got fired. Right. So they got the guy that they wanted a year late. So it'll be interesting to see if that makes their offense better, if it actually clicks, if if he can get something out of that team that none of the other quarterbacks could get. Could be it could be a scary game for Wisconsin. I think it's a scary game for sure. I just don't know that Penn State wins. Yeah, yeah, no. I don't think so either. Yeah, Jahan, as much as we talk about Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson, he led the entire Big Ten in receiving yards and touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. Could have went to the NFL and didn't. He wanted to come back. Mm-hmm. Stupid. <laughs> Honestly, we saw what happened with Sean Wade. Go get that money, man. Always go get that money. Every 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 chance that you get. I I, I get the in, the NFL uh, organization don't really care about you because it's a business, but at least you're getting your money. Like, that school really don't care about you, even if you are getting money now. It's getting money because you your you your name, not because of the school. So yeah. And so, you know, um, they like like they lost their top two running backs last year. But we talk about a lot of these teams having some young players who played early. Yeah. Well, they had some good running backs last year and they get their starter back. So they have three running backs who could play on a lot of rosters. Yeah. Penn State has a lot. They do. Um I could see I could see why if people were high on Penn State more than they were Iowa, but I guess it's Iowa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm excited that that game too. That that the Indiana Iowa game. I'm actually very excited to watch. It's gonna be hard to stay up for. 
Now, if it turns into a blog, either way, I, I, I promise you I'm going to sleep. I'm taking that nap. Yeah. I hear you. So, okay. So let, let's, let's wrap it up. What, again, is a good game? What do the coaches, players, and fans want to see from both teams win or lose? Because someone has to lose the game. So, you know, what could happen in a loss or win that both teams are happy about? Uh, I'm going to go with Wisconsin winning. Uh, you got to win and you got to win soundly just to uh, move up in rankings and um, give uh, at least look formidable to uh, eventually face Ohio State. And with Penn State, I'd have to say, and it's gonna it's gonna sound like I'm just repeating myself, but you gotta you gotta make it a dog fight for real. You cannot get blown out, and honestly, you have to live up to this early hype. You gotta you gotta really live up to this early hype because you do have a lot of talent, and you got the guy you wanted at offensive coordinator and everything. So you gotta live up to this. You can't get blown out. Whereas Wisconsin, if if you're a Wisconsin fan, to be happy, you gotta blow this team out. You gotta blow them out. Yeah, you, you don't think you're happy with just a win. No, because I feel like you have to make a statement win against a ranked big Big Ten school like Ohio State. So now, if Ohio State saw Penn State right this early and Penn State was still ranked, you would want them to blow them out to blow them out, right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So okay. Wisconsin has to blow them out. So what do you think a close game does for the confidence of Wisconsin and Wisconsin fans? Uh it puts a uh, it doesn't shake your confidence, but you're um you're wondering where when at what point where we get this to get to offense the offensive explosion to start blowing out teams. You don't want to always be in a close game because once you start to – once you have to go against Ohio State, they not going to keep it close. No. No, I, I think I agree with that, especially in the interest of, like you're saying, they they want to beat Ohio State. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think what I'm looking forward to the most in watching is seeing if uh, Graham Mertz is actually good. Um, was it lightning in a bottle or did he have a really good year stopped by COVID and injuries? Mm. Um, I want to see if Sean Clifford can be an above average quarterback, especially with his third offensive coordinator. Um, I you, Give that some time. But you, you're going to want to have to give that a few weeks. Even, even though you've been there, this, again, you're starting all the way over. But here's the thing. Let me pull this up. They don't have a few weeks. They play Wisconsin and Auburn two out of their first three games. They play Ball State, who they should win, but Ball State is one of the better teams of the MAC. It should be a win. That's still going to be, again, it's the thing where you were talking about with Kent State. Stop it. Like, <laughs> no, but here's the thing. It's not, that, is a tra- that is the perfect trap game. You play Wisconsin, and then you play Auburn. What do you do? You overlook the, the MAC school. Who is an above average team? Not if you not if you lose both of those games. Now you definitely have to take this week to week. Yeah, but this is in between them. The Ball State game. Yeah, is right. It's oh oh. 
And, oh, and the man. Auburn game is their whiteout game. So all everyone's buzzing. It's a home game. It's at night. It's whiteout. Whatever happens with Wisconsin, I'm not predicting Ball State's going to win. I'm just saying Ball State's not Akron. When you play these pay games, because here's the other thing. MAC teams beat Big Ten teams every year. It's only the really, really good ones. And it, no, I wouldn't say Mac teams. It's like one Mac team. And that was like No. Um, every single year there's one or two Mac teams that beat a Big Ten team. Mm-hmm. Now, Penn now, State now is, when you say that, is it like a team that goes up against like Maryland or Purdue that wins a game? There have been some Mac teams that have beaten some some better. And yeah, and that's the thing. What I'm saying is it's not typically Penn State that loses those games. I'm not predicting them to lose. I'm just saying, again, you would rather play Bowling Green than Ball State. Okay. I just I, I that's what I'm saying. I feel like for Northwestern Northwestern. For Wisconsin, they have to blow this team out just to, to be like, okay, look, we are the second best, maybe even the best team in the Big Ten. Not Iowa, not Penn State, shit, not even Indiana. It's us. And they need to do that. But I just, I'm just saying, you said with, with Penn State, you got to give them a couple of weeks. They don't have a couple of weeks. I thought they might. <laughs> they play with – and their first – and their first six games, they play Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Auburn, Indiana, and Iowa. A couple of weeks could be two and four. Yeah. Damn. I'm sorry, Penn State. So, that's, that's for true. Penn State, they need to see it. <laughs> they need to see week one. Yeah. Is there going to be an offense? Is Sean Clifford the guy in his third year as the starter? Is Jahan Dotson good? What do their running backs bring back to the team? Like, they don't have a couple of weeks. They need to see it immediately, win or lose. And if they do see it, if they see an offensive production, if this is a 41-38 game or a 37-35 or whatever, I think they're they're not happy because they want to win, but I think they leave with some confidence that they're moving in the right direction. And that's where Wisconsin is like, we got to be better. We are better than this. We can't let them score that many points. It's going to be interesting. Um, so, who do you have? You have. We both have Wisconsin winning. Yeah. yeah. Um, rough score prediction. I do definitely think it's going to be close. I I think you you had it 40-35, something like that. I could see like a. There's gonna be some field goals, which I, I can see like um, forty-one thirty-eight, uh, forty-one thirty-one, something like that. So this is gonna be fun. This is so fun. Uh, so to, to follow it up with the other big game, with the team we both think is gonna be good, and the team that everyone that's not us is thinks is gonna be really good, uh, Indiana versus Iowa. I really don't know what to say about this game because 
I'm, I'm really starting to question myself. Like, I'm a confident person. I'm pretty confident in my picks. Uh, there was a couple of games that I was iffy on, but, you know, when I went through this confident, when we went through all four episodes, there were very few games that I thought I wanted to change, uh, except for that Kent State-Iowa one. Uh, but now I'm really starting to question, like, am I wrong? Are we wrong? Like, I like. Are we missing something? I, I, we obviously had we had to have been missing something because. Well, here's the thing: if I take off the Kent State game, which I'm just gonna do it because that was just stupid. If I'm being completely honest, that was just dumb. That puts them for me. That has them at eight and four. That's a solid season, yeah. but you have them at six and six. Yeah. So, what are we missing? I have no idea. I would love to know. We must have just, I, I, I don't know. Maybe we missed some info or something, but I I don't know. And I'm really excited for this game. Not only because they're ranked, it's two ranked teams. It's just, I think an Iowa-Indiana game is always pretty good. But, man, I don't know. I, I'm thinking, talking about the second best team in the Big Ten. That's what you're telling me is that people think that. Yeah, that uh, like I'm, I'm not lying. I literally, as I pulled up into your parking lot, I was listening to a podcast where people were talking about them being the second best team in the Big Ten. That's crazy to me. I never even thought. I would have never thought. I don't know. So, here's my thing. I do think Iowa's going to be good-ish. I think they're another one that has a tough schedule. But here's the thing, right? How I just need someone to tell me how Iowa wins this game. Penn State has a good defense. So, Iowa has Indiana, never... Against Indiana. You're right. I'm, I'm tripping. I flipped in the last time. Yeah. Indiana has a good defense. The crazy thing is I'm looking at the pick six preview for Indiana. Like everything else was in the right spot. <laughs> what came out of my mouth. So they ranked, They were the 20th ranked defense in scoring. They only allowed 20 points per game last year. They were 43rd in total defense. But some of that is is buffed by some some high scoring offenses. They were 39th in um, third down conversion, 52nd in yards per play. Um, Iowa's defense was pretty good last year too. Is that what they're about? Is that what everybody's? I mean, I don't know. But here's the thing: if you look at units, right, they both have good defenses, but Indiana should have a better offense. Yeah. So if you just put that together. Indiana should win if you put the math, carry over the one, like it's like pendulums. Like, one cancels, yeah, you know, because the defense cancel each other out, and since you know, one offense is better, I could see that. Because Iowa's offense wasn't that good last year. No, it was okay. It was, it was okay. It could put up points, but yeah, it's just. I don't know. Maybe we're missing something. We'll see. We'll see this uh, next Saturday. Next Saturday. We'll have to see. Well, but here's the thing with that too, right? They put up points per game, but they were not a good passing team. 
Nah. Like we talked about it. Listen to their passing stats. 96 in passing offense, 98 in yards per attempt, 100 in QB rating, 68 in uh, touchdown to interception ratio, 20th in sacks. So they didn't allow sacks. Cool. They protect the quarterback. That's good. But they were 113th in explosive pass percentage, and they bring back 69% of their offensive production. So where do they get better? And then, like, so you can't. You're already. If you cut it. all that in half, like if they do half of everything, but that's a huge jump. Yeah. So you can't pass the ball. All you can do is run. Barely. Being one sided against a good defense gets you nowhere. They don't get many yards. I don't see how they put up that many points. Oh, their defense is giving them short fields. It had to be. Because I was surprised by their points per game, honestly. So that might play a part in it while their offense – maybe the offense, the, these numbers that we're looking at don't tell the full story. I don't, I don't, think, I'm really, I don't think I'm willing to say that. Because if the defense is always giving up short fields, you're not going to put up that many yards. But they weren't given that many short fields. They were, they were 100 in every category. Not just yards, because you can be efficient – but they were 100 in touchdown to interception ratio. They were 100 in explosive plays. Like, they just were not a good passing offense. And so, fine, we assume that their best thing is rushing. Well, Indiana, 34th in rushing defense, 46 in yards per carry. They didn't get a whole lot of negative plays. And they allowed some explosive rushes. But here's the thing. They were 73rd in explosive rushes but they only allowed 137 yards per game, which meant you, you may get one. You get one. Exactly. You get one or two big runs, and then the rest you're getting tackled at the line of scrimmage. You're getting two, three yards. So if you can't pass, you can only run, and the best part of their defense is their rushing defense. How do you win? You play good defense, and you, you score on defense. That's the only. That's how you win. The other problem with that, though, Michael Penix Jr., second or third best quarterback in the Big Ten. Yeah. So, so I, I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't know much about Iowa's quarterback. I don't even know his name. So I don't know if he's going to be good or if they are. People are excited. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you know. Maybe I don't understand that they have you know an up and coming quarterback. But I know what Michael Penix Jr. is. I just I think it's a loss. I think it's a loss for Iowa. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I I don't think Iowa's offense is gonna be explosive enough to win this game. And that's gonna be the downfall. But then for some maybe I don't know, maybe we're wrong about something. Maybe I just didn't watch enough Iowa games. Maybe. I mean, there has to be something. And, you know, while we're talking, I'm trying to scan the quick quick pick six previews to see what I'm what I'm missing. I just don't see it. I, I just don't see it. I think that they're good enough to be everyone that they should be. But I don't think they're good enough to be the top of the Big Ten, which is Indiana, Wisconsin, um, Ohio State. It's because they're coming off the last year. They came off just a two L two 
lost seasons. The teams they definitely shouldn't have lost to if they was beating Michigan State, Penn State, and Wisconsin. Like they lost to Northwestern and Purdue. Losing to Northwestern is fine, but you lost to Purdue. Yeah. That's ugly. But then blew out. I mean, beat. You blew out Penn State and you blew out Wisconsin last year. But do we. The Wisconsin one's big. Well, actually, no. Hold on. The Wisconsin. That's the other thing with some of their games, right? Mm-hmm. Penn State was going through hell when they yeah. played them. Wisconsin was even worse by the time they, Wisconsin was half a team. Their team was injured, COVID, the quarterback was out. Mm-hmm. It was the end of the season. Like it looks good, but it doesn't tell the full story. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe people are looking at their record and saying, oh, they're going to be good. But they're not looking at the fact that they played a Penn State team that wasn't truly Penn State. Right. And they played a Wisconsin team who was hurt injured, COVID, and just ready to get the season over the last game of the season. And I don't mean to say that to take away from Iowa. They still had to play the games. They went through COVID like everybody else. Like, they, you get some benefit of the doubt for your schedule, but I just think we're, doing, we're not doing it justice if we don't bring up the fact of the team that they were playing when they beat them. Yeah. Especially when you say they blow out Wisconsin. Like, yeah. Okay. There's a difference between if they blow out Wisconsin this year and if they blow and then blowing out Wisconsin last year. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think I think they're gonna have a rude awakening. It's it's gonna be an eye opener to start when they start the season and finish all the way through. And but the thing is, they could still have a good season. I have them eight and four. They could easily be nine and three by doing what they've done for however many years in a row and beating Iowa State. Yeah. 9-3 and is a good year. It's not as good a year as people are predicting, but it's a good year. They, they got them, like, winning, losing, like, one game? Yeah. Oh. What game would that be, y'all? <laughs> I don't know, because they have them beating Wisconsin to get to the Big Ten Championship game. So it would have to be Indiana. Or Penn State. Yeah. Iowa, let's see. What is the current win streak? The current win streak is one, two, three, four, five games. Mm. Six out of the last seven. So if they keep their winning streak up, and these games haven't really, well, some of them have been close, actually. More recently, they've been close. But if they keep their winning streak up, they're easily nine and three. I have them eight and four once I corrected the Kent State mistake. Because I think they lose to Iowa State. They lose to Iowa State. They're 0-2. That's the other thing. It's like you have to look at when the schedules happen. Their first two games are Indiana and Iowa State. Yeah. That's another one. What did they do to the football gods? Like, that's not right. That's not right. So let's get into it. What is a good game? What's a good game? Who wins? Um, what do you need to see? What do the fans need to see to leave this game happy, win or lose, for Iowa and Indiana? I need to see what all the fuss is about with Iowa. I don't care what everybody else needs to see. That's what I need to see because I want to know what all I I want to know what all the hubbubaloo is, and I'm definitely showing my age by saying hubbubaloo. <laughs> but if, if Iowa State gets if Iowa gets blown out. 
which I think is impossible. Yeah. Penn State could win this game by 17. Indiana, sir. <laughs> Indiana could win this game by 17. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely – and I think we both – have Indiana winning this game, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what I, I guess Iowa fans also have to see them live up to this hype and win this game because it's like I don't get it. I don't know where the hype's coming from. To to be the second best, you be really? I don't think I. When's the last time Iowa was in the Big Ten championship game? It should have been within the last five years. Was it within the last five years? No, because the last five years may have only been Northwestern and Wisconsin. Hmm. Time to Google. That's why we have these wonderful machines. 2015. That was, I was close. I Michigan said, State defeated Iowa to oh, win the Big Ten Championship that, in that three was, that was that year. Yeah. 16 to 13. Ooh. Ooh That's, really that was just such a bad game. 2015. was the last time. I was close. I said five years. It was six years. Mm-hmm. But that was also the first time in a while. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm sorry. The Big Ten Championship game hasn't been around that lot. They've only been once. Mm-hmm. And the creation of the Big Ten championship game. So where's where's the hype, Dante? Please tell me. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I got him going worse than you got him. If, if you are listening to this, and we know you are, and we appreciate you, thank you. Who, if you're listening to this, and you think we're wrong about Iowa, can you please tell us? Like educators, like I'm not gonna argue, I'm not gonna yell at you. Yeah, I just none of that know. kind of stuff. I just want to know, like, what don't we know, right? Like, what are we missing that other people see in Iowa? Because, like Dante said, I'm gonna be watching this game and I want to see it. <laughs> I I want to see it. I I want to see it because I think this could be a blowout. Like I could see I. I could see this being 21 to 38, mm. 34 to 17. Like, I could see, like, 17, I don't know why, it just clicked. Like, 17's the magic number. I think Penn State. You did it. Again. It's, time, it's time to go. Let's wrap this up. I, I think Indiana wins by uh, 17. Okay, so let's. Let's just run. Oh, what is your score? What's your score? Uh, I ain't even thought about that. I think Indiana puts up forty, mm. close to forty, maybe. I'll say thirty-seven. I say thirty-seven, seventeen. This is this. Hold on. Let me do math. Twenty-eight, twenty-one. But okay, never mind. I'm trying to. I'm, I had to do the math of how you get to thirty-seven, mm-hmm. but it's four touchdowns, three field goals. Yeah, you could. It, I'm forgetting. Football math is weird sometimes. Like 37 is such a weird number, but that's like, I, that's a game. That's like and a score you can it, really it, get. And it, it's happened several times. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Um, so as we as we wrap it up, uh, the rest of the games, um, and as far as structure, just so you all know, this is going to be a similar structure. We're going to pick a couple of games to highlight. Uh, we probably won't pick as many in the yeah. future because we're also going to do recaps uh, once we actually have some football to recap. Um, but the rest of the games that are on, uh, we have Nebraska versus Fordham, Michigan versus Michigan State. Uh, no, Western Michigan versus Michigan. Michigan State goes against Northwestern again. He can't read, guys. We went to Kent. Kent Reed, Kent writes, <laughs> Kent State. Okay, let me start over. Nebraska versus Fordham. Michigan versus Western Michigan. Maryland versus West Virginia. Purdue versus Oregon State. Illinois versus UTSA. That sounds UTSA sounds just like a uh a, a air airline yeah. football team. <laughs> Uh, we also have Rutgers versus Temple on Thursday. Oh yeah, at six thirty. Yep. So that's on the, the Big Ten Network. Yeah, that's that's the full slate of games. Uh, I think there's some good games. We obviously can't talk about them all. Me and Dante talk a lot. If we tried to touch on every game, we'd be here for three hours. Yeah. And maybe some of you. I mean, we wouldn't talk about that UTSA game. <laughs> maybe or the of- Nebraska one, actually. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some of y'all would listen to us for three hours, but I think Langer at Holy Land would politely ask us to stop yeah. recording if yeah, all of our episodes were three hours. <laughs> like, there's no reason for y'all to be talking that much. They'd definitely be here the next time with the wrap it up box. Hey, <laughs> yo, chill. Okay, so uh, as always, when you're traveling with us, um, we do our weekly pit stops. Pit stops, when you're traveling on the road trips, you always have to stop, take a break, change course, look at your map, whatever's going on. So our pit stops, we like to focus on things that aren't the Big Ten. Most of them are going to be sports, but some of them aren't. Last week, we talked about gaming. We hope you enjoy that. Speaking of gaming, Dante had the greatest tweet of all time. Like that video game needs to be in production. Oh, the Assassin's Creed one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think no. that's actually a dope idea. No. After I kind of like re-read re- re- yeah. what I said. No, that that video game needs to be in production. Yeah. Um, no. I, I, just to put it out there, I, um, I thought of a good good idea because all right, so Fortnite <laughs> is doing like a, I don't know, some type of MLK tribute thing where you where you you reenact the march on washington listen to his speech and then go to a museum and do uh civil rights challenges i have no idea what they mean by that but that's what they said so my idea was for ubisoft to make a assassin's creed but you're harriet tubman and you're freeing slaves and either bringing them to be free and they do whatever they want or they join the assassin's creed and go out and free war slaves. So it'd be like, kind of like, the, it'd be like, like an origins with a brotherhood or unity. I think it was unity where you could recruit people. So that was my idea. And as I kept thinking about it, I was like, that game sounds dope. No, like, that, that game sounds fire. That's, that's not my pit stop. I just had to bring it up. Yeah. So, my pit stop is the redemption of black quarterbacks in the NFL. 
Um, a lot of times with quarterbacks in general, but especially sometimes with black quarterbacks, you get your chance, you get your couple of seasons to play, and then if you're not good, they throw you to the side. Yeah. Well, this year in particular, we have three quarterbacks getting a second chance. One of them is getting a third chance. So Jameis Winston, I must state, I am the president of the Jameis Winston's club um, because I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, he had his LASIK eye surgery. He was playing for uh, a coach who every literally every single quarterback who played with him yeah, through the most interceptions of their career. Yep. Like Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. Even, I mean, Tom ben Brady. Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, Tom Brady settled down, but those first couple of weeks. He was on, he was on his way. He, he was, was definitely throwing, on his way. He was throwing interceptions. So, I think Jameis got a lot of blame. Obviously, it worked for the Bucks because they got Tom Brady and they won a Super Bowl. Fine. But the fact that nobody wanted Jameis and he had to basically go to the Saints and be the third-string quarterback was super disrespectful to me. So Drew Brees retires. Uh, when he gets injured last year, they barely play him, and they play their tight end, fullback, whatever, as a quarterback uh, throughout the regular season. Really, in my opinion, because Sean Payton was trying to be a smartass and, like, feeling himself too much and, like, I can – I can coach with any quarterback. I can create a quarterback, really. Honestly. But it hasn't been decided yet. But anyone who's watched. Yes, it has. Did they decide it? I think they did yesterday. So maybe I missed it. I didn't think it had been decided yet. Um, But anyone who's watched the preseason, anyone who has half a lick of sense, has any common sense, knew that Jameis was going to win this job. The thing is, the Saints, in my opinion, is one of the best places for Jameis. And I think he's going to have a ridiculous redemption arch. Like, Oh, no, you're right. Actually, you're right. It hasn't been selected yet. He just looks significantly. He looks really good. He looks better. He looks better than uh, Taysom Hill, who didn't look that bad. But it's just there's throws. There's throws. Jameis make that you know Taysom just can't. There's throws Jameis makes that only two other quarterbacks in the league can make. Jameis is very talented. Mm-hmm. And he's I aggressive. On my team. The problem with Jameis is he's aggressive. Mm-hmm. You can't put an aggressive quarterback in an aggressive offense and then be mad that he throws interceptions. Mm-hmm. You can put an aggressive quarterback in a measured offense because then he's going to take it over the top. He's going to be aggressive within a system. Yep. And that's what he's going to do for the Saints. I think he's going to be really good. Yeah. I also think because uh, you have you have more than just him here. I think Teddy is going to be really good for Denver. Yeah. We were talking about it earlier. I, I couldn't believe there was a quarter a quarterback competition. Uh, it, that blew my mind. But I, I think Teddy's going to be good for them, especially since Teddy now. Because uh, in Carolina, he didn't have Christian. But yeah. he, now he has two. He got he two got, running backs. He got judged off of one year, the yeah. year where all the team was injured. Yeah. And, and, and I, this is, it's, it's the same thing that's happening with Cam because everybody was like low on Cam, but it was like he was barely there because he was either sick or injured, and it was a weird season. Right. So, COVID, surprise, surprise, COVID hit the NFL too. He, he caught it. Literally. So – Teddy was the second one, um, I think. And and here's the thing. 
we saw Peyton Manning win a Super Bowl in Denver by doing absolutely nothing. Nothing. Now, Denver's defense isn't as good as it was with Peyton Manning, but it's not far off. And last year, also with that problem, Von Miller had a season-ending injury before yeah. the season started. So, yep. like, he's Von, supposed to be back. So. Von Miller's back. Bradley Chubb is back and he's yep. older. They have um, Justin Simmons. Yep. They have Patrick Sertan Jr. Yep. Or maybe it's the second. I, I I think I don't know, but I like I like Patrick. He's Patrick. good. They yeah. have, I can't remember the other two corners they have, but they have two really good corners as well. Like their defense is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. So you just need a quarterback who's not going to throw the ball away, who's not going to uh, put the receivers in bad positions, and can basically play point guard. Teddy, people forget how good Teddy was before he got injured. Yeah, he was leading uh, uh, Minnesota. Yeah, and he just had such a crazy injury that it took a while. But here's the thing. Can Teddy Bridgewater be Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. But, but mobile. But yeah. But better. So I'm not predicting it because there's a lot of good teams. But if their defense is what it's supposed to be, the Broncos could easily be in the AFC Championship game. With that defense and a competent quarterback? Easily? I don't know about easily because you still have Buffalo. Um, You still have – you just brought up to Ryan Tennessee. You still have Tennessee maybe. They'll, they'll be Tennessee. You, you still have Cleveland. Fine. I will take away easily. Yeah, okay. But it's still <laughs> and there's still a chance you have to come up against the Steelers. That's not going to be an easy game for them. But they don't have a top three defense in the league. And that matters in playoffs football. Let me think. 49ers, Baltimore, Buccaneers. They'll have a defense better than all of them. Whoa, no, no, no. <clears throat> Not San Fran or uh, Buccaneers. Buccaneers probably got the best defense in the league. So they'll be second? I don't think so. 49ers, Cleveland. No, Again, no, Cleveland. No. No. Our did the Steelers defense? No. I even think your defenses would be better than them. No. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is what you're forgetting. They have playmakers on every level. Okay. Cleveland has holes. Who has 49ers them. has holes. Yeah. They don't have holes. Not on their defense. Cleveland, I mean, Jock has looked amazing, but Cleveland has no depth at linebacker, and they have nobody after Denzel Ward. Yeah. It looks like you could still pass on them. I mean, you may be able to, but, like, can you name anyone in the 49ers secondary? No. But I I, I only know one player on the 49ers defense, maybe two. And the 49ers defense, which I think is going to be good, um, they also lost their defensive coach because he's the head coach of the Jets. Mm. Oh, that's gonna be hilarious. Um, I mean, so they have Von Miller, mm. Bradley Chubb. They have Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, Justin Simmons, Pat Sertain. The second is their third corner. Oh man, he would be a starting cornerback. Dallas would sell their soul to have Patrick Sertain. Somebody like that. <clears throat> So, 
like Justin, like Dallas gets somebody like that, they win their division with seven wins, and that's who they wanted. He just wasn't there. Yeah. So they're going to be good. And Teddy Bridgewater is going to do enough. The last one is your team. He's not a starter, so we don't have to stay on this. But Dwayne Haskins, I'm just glad he got a second chance. And I think the place of anywhere he's going to be successful is Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, he's under the perfect coach for him. And the perfect quarterback because he plays like Big Ben. Yeah. Perfect quarterback, perfect coach, perfect system, good defense. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't it's, have to do it's too a much. Really, it's the perfect organization for someone like that. Yep, especially for a young player who don't always have his head straight. Yeah. So, and there's nothing to do in Pittsburgh, so he can't get in trouble. And he, it, it it's um, getting the second position and possibly starting after Ben uh, leaves is right on the table because it's not like. Uh, Josh Dobbs or um, um, Mason Rudolph has run away with like being the starting quarterback after Ben leaves. So it's it's there. It's there for him to take. I mean, the situation he's in is exactly why Jameis went to the Saints. Saints. Yep. If you win the second job, you're guaranteed to start within a year or two, mm-hmm. most likely, unless they pull a Tom Brady. Jameis has been with the Saints two years. Drew Brees retires. I'm not saying that Ben is going to retire this year, but he could be on the roster for two years and then be the starting quarterback his fourth season in the league. Yeah, you can't beat that on a on a good uh, on a with a team that'll have a really still, good players. Yeah, still have really good players. Still have really good Fitzpatrick will be good. Yeah, T.J. Watt will be good. He'll, he'll still be there. Chase Claypool will be in his fifth year. Dog. Yeah, and they'll like, bring in they'll bring in someone. Najee Harris will only be in his second, third, third year. year. Like, come on. So, I just wanted to give a shout out to them for for being able to fight, stick through the adversity in the career, get a second um, a second chance, and I think that they all have a chance of being successful yeah. at, at their places. Yeah. So, what is what's your pit stop? Uh, my pit stop is the uh, Big Ten, ACC. Who was that, 13? Uh, not 13, third conference. Pac-12. Pac-12, uh, possibly joining forces so they could uh, pretty much just fight the SEC. It's really what it is. It's <laughs> Did you see the video that had them as the Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> That was hilarious, especially because Clemson was Captain America. Yeah, I. Mm. It's just kind of hilarious. Because no. that was weird to me. Because I thought if they were going to do that video, because I did see that video, you would just start off with Ohio State. Because I think Ohio State's the better team, the more known team. Like, because Clemson had Trevor Lawrence in. Um, Houston's quarterback. Houston's quarterback. Oh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And one receiver. Whereas Ohio State has had name after name after name after name. I just thought you start off a video like that. Because that's why I, it took me a while before I finally opened it. Even though I knew where it was going, it took me a minute because I saw Clemson and was like, I don't care. Like, you can't start off with Clemson. In my but life. Clemson being Captain America oh, is Perfect. It was hilarious. It is so perfect. It was, it was hilarious. I it I I I like the idea because it did seem like the SEC was trying to take a chokehold on the uh 
the playoffs and in, and the expansion. They were them and ESPN together. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so it was it was smart. I also like it because it's like get rid of it. It ruins the NCAA. And that's one thing that I was saying that I think a lot of people were forgetting. You know, everyone's like, what are the immediate results? When are we going to see the games? Why there's no contract? Blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But this is essentially just two, three of the four biggest conferences saying we're going to stick together for governance because there is no governance because the NCAA doesn't exist right now. Yeah, You can't join. It would be perfect if you could get all four, but the SEC already flipped the bird to everybody and said they were doing their own thing. So who's left? You're not going to bring in the big eight, the leftover eight. You're not going to bring in the group of five. Maybe you do later, but in the beginning you don't because you have different governance issues. And as much as they want to sit at the big kids' table, they're not there. So this is like you said. It's them agreeing that we are going to work shared governance. We're going to keep collegiate football and on the things that matter to all of us, we're at least going to talk about it. They didn't say that they're going to agree on everything and they're going to vote the same on everything, but they're at least going to talk about it. They're at least going to come to the table. They're not going to do what the SEC did and go rogue and just, you know, do whatever they want to. Yeah, I... It's going to be interesting to see because it's going to be a, a talking point and a, a thing for probably the next five years. So it's going to be exciting to see. And I'm again, I'm ready to see the downfall of the NCAA. And this would this would be the kickstart, really. This is the it. kick in the face. It's yeah. already been kickstarted, but this is like the step on them. This is twisting the knife. Yeah. The knife is already in there, and then they yeah. just twist it a little yeah. bit. It's, 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 Putting salt to the wound, kicking them while they're down. I got all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the alliance is good. Um, the uh, SEC versus everybody. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I think the alliance is cool. I like that you said for the next five years because I don't think we really see the extent of this yeah. for three to five years. Yeah, it's going to be a, even if if it happens. Is the the craziest yeah. thing. So it's gonna it's gonna take at least that long for something to even happen. But it's gonna be talked about for a minute. We're gonna forget about it for about two years and then it's gonna be brought up again. Yep. Which is how a lot of this stuff works. Yep. Because it's just not stuff to talk about daily. And as we've already talked about this entire time, it's football season. Yep. I don't wanna hear nothing about any of this stuff until football season's over. Yep. That's not gonna happen, but like I could do without. Yeah, just just let's just have a nice regular, not, not maybe not regular, but at least um season long wise, season wise, just have it be the the right length, yep. right amount of games. Just have every game happen. Exactly. Yeah. So with that, I think that's our show. Um, by the time this drops. You will have watched week zero games and you will be inching closer to week one of college football. If that's not the best thing you've ever heard, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. You don't like football. You don't. And, I'm, I'm, and then I'm confused as to why you're here. I'm glad you're here, but. Thank you. <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Dante, where can they follow you on social media? Uh, they can follow me at Dante M ten two one six. You know, the 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 very long weird at name that I get wrong almost every time I say it. Every 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 single trip. <laughs> um, so thank you all for traveling I seventy with us this week. If you enjoy the episode, leave us a five star review. Definitely mention Dante and I. You can follow me on Twitter at JordanW330. Also, uh, brand new, I will also be writing an article weekly. Um, it's essentially just le- it's a Big Ten article where I just give 10 to 14 thoughts on the slate to kind of match up with what we talk about on the football show. So if you like the Big Ten and you want to hear my random thoughts of the games that we watch, you can follow that. Uh, the LGHL feed is going to have a ridiculous amount of podcasts, articles, film reviews, anything that you want for Ohio State football and the Big Ten, and it's free. There's no paywall. You just get this anytime that you want it. So I like free. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So uh, link up with us. Appreciate you listening. And have a good one. See you.